Welcome to Lift. This is season seven of this podcast, where this season we're going to be talking still about faith in life, but we're going to be asking questions about faith. We're going to start this season asking about Lent and the season of Lent as Christians. Why do we celebrate it? What is it? And why does it matter to me? I'm hoping that you will find new insights into Lent, Holy Week, and Easter. Then we're going to continue to ask questions about faith, questions that you probably have that maybe you've just never asked, maybe questions your kid have asked you that you don't quite know how to respond. We're going to dive into those and see what it can mean for us and how asking questions can help us connect to our faith. All right, my friends, welcome back to season seven of Lyft, where we are asking questions about faith. This season, we're talking and we're starting with um, questions about Lent, and my friend Winston is joining us again. Winston, give us again, and people didn't listen last week. So who are you, and why are you here? I am the creative director here at St. Andrew. I've been here for about four months, and I'm here because me and you have a lot of great hallway conversations, and thought it'd be a good idea to let people in on those conversations. Yeah. So this is going to be more like a conversation that you're eavesdropping on, and we're talking about Lent. I want to start, in case people listened last week, you stumped me on a question about the calendar. So I looked it up and I figured it out. So the Christian calendar varies because it is based on the lunar solar calendar. So the date of Easter is movable because it's determined by the lunar cycle. So Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday following the first full moon after the equinox. That's cool. Which is between March 22nd and April 25th. So this year, Easter's very early. Okay. I think next year it's like super late. So it follows both the story of Jesus and the cycle of the sun and the moon. That makes more sense. Yes. Yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. It was actually, I found it interesting because we talked a little bit about the liturgical calendar and it went into saying that different denominations are going to follow the liturgical calendar in different ways. So I I thought that was kind of interesting. But no one would not celebrate Easter. There's no, that can't be. Not a Christian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Right? Like that's one of the primary, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the death and the resurrection of Christ are two things you really need to like grab a hold yeah. of in Christianity. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Holy Week. Okay. So we talked about Lent. We talked about giving things up, not giving things up. We talked about, you know, what it is, what it isn't. We went off on a whole tangent of something else. This week, let's talk about Holy Week. Winston, what is Holy Week? I'm going to try to do this without looking at any notes. Okay. Okay. I believe... Holy Week begins Palm Tuesday? Almost. Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then there's something on a Tuesday? No. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Okay. No. Then there's... There's something on a Thursday. Thursday. Really? Yeah. Monday, Thursday. See, that's where I lose things. Okay. All right. There's Monday, Thursday, which I don't know. We'll is talk that, about okay. it. We'll get there. Then there is Good Friday. Yep. Is it just Good Friday? I mean, is that... There's no... Okay. Yep. And Easter on Sunday, correct? Mm-hmm. There okay. can be a Holy Saturday in there if if you if you want, but we'll get there. Okay. Did you ever watch Bambi? You know what? I don't I've 
Yes, I'm sure I have, but I only remember the beginning. Okay. Boom. <laughs> you just went there for me. Thank you, Winston. <laughs> what we do a lot as Christians is we might do an Ash Wednesday service, which actually, you know, we need to talk about Ash Wednesday a little bit too because okay. it's the beginning of Lent. But we start here at one point of the story. We skip all the goodness and the hard parts of the middle, and we go straight to the resurrection. <laughs> so it's like you just watch the last five minutes of a movie. Where if you experience the fullness of Lent, you start in Ash Wednesday, you do the prayer, repentance, um, preparation of getting ready for Holy Week, okay. you get the fullness of the story. Winston, if this is your first year as a Christian celebrating Holy Week, yeah. like I can't wait to talk to you after it. Okay. Because it really did transform my view of the humanity of Christ and the humanity of the world. So let's start about that Okay. in Ash Wednesday. Have you ever done an Ash Wednesday service? No. Okay, so you're going to think... Well, I've seen... I've you've seen, seen the, like the ashes yes, on the forehead. But I've never understood what that was okay, about. Okay, so the ashes are made from the palms of Palm Sunday last year. So we save the palms from Palm Sunday, the celebration. We burn them. Like, for real, the confirmation class burns them. Okay. We create ashes. We put a little olive oil in it. And when you come to an Ash Wednesday service, you will come forward to receive the ashes. Um, and we'll say, repent and remember the gospel is some things pastors will say. Or from ashes you came to ashes you will return. Okay. This is to recognize our humanity. And this kicks off. This this is the kickoff, this is the, right? <laughs> right? I mean, come to the party where I put ashes on your head, <laughs> right? But it is, it's the recognition that we all are ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Like, um, we are all living this life that ends in death. Mm. But also, we get to celebrate the life because we know death doesn't conquer everything. Like, it ends in resurrection, actually. It doesn't stop there. Okay? So let's go back to Holy Week. So it starts with Palm Sunday, which, right, is a remembrance of Scripture where Jesus enters the city on a donkey and people are celebrating him. Like, the donkey doesn't make sense. I'm not going to get into all of that. This is a short podcast. Can I ask one question? You can. So just to confirm, so Jesus went into... Jerusalem. And now he's coming out. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time... No, he's Sunday. coming back into Jerusalem. Okay, okay. Entering this holy city. And people are legit, like, excited. Okay. Like, woohoo, Jesus. They are celebrating him. They're throwing palms. They're hallelujah. Like, you name it. Like, we <laughs> love Jesus on Palm Sunday. Okay. Okay. Then it changes. What's the what's the service like on Palm Sunday? Is it is it it's a, a very, it's very like celebratory? High, I mean, we have about two thousand children. <laughs> feels <laughs> that way with palms, aka swords, depending on their age, coming up and down the aisles, waving palms. Everybody in the service just it just brings joy. Okay, it's joy. It's joy. Yes. 
Then we get to Monday, Thursday. What questions do you have? Why is it spelled um, the way it's spelled? Because what is, yeah, what is Monday, Thursday? So Monday, Thursday comes from um, the word Monday. It's a Latin word, and it means to command. So this is a day where Jesus gathers his buddies up in a room and tells them the fullness of the story. I got to say, I love Christmas Eve like nobody's business, <laughs> like seeing the lights and singing Silent Night. And from a pastor, I get this unique perspective of being at the front of the church and just seeing the light of Christ spread. And I just think, yes, this is what it's about. I love me some Holy Week. It's a spectrum of emotion. It's a spectrum of scripture. I don't know which service I connect with more. I think it depends on the year. Really? Okay. Yeah. I love celebrating communion, fancy word Eucharist. We won't get into that right now, but I love celebrating communion with the church. And Monday, Thursday ends in communion. So it is, right, Jesus took his friends. We've all seen the picture of the Last Supper. So they, he gathers his friends together. It's in a celebration of a Christian holiday. We won't get into that right now, of the Seder meal. And so it feels normal and typical to his friends, right, the yeah. Seder meal celebration. Then he, like, changes it at the end and says, this is the bread of life that is broken for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. And I'm sure his friends were like, okay, Jesus, what, whatevs. <laughs> then he takes the cup and he said, and this is the cup of salvation, the blood that was shed for you. Drink from this and remember me. Well, he's prepping them. He's preparing them for what is to come, which is Good Friday. And what I love about celebrating communion together, I believe communion is the past, the present, and the future of the church. That table represents hmm. 2,000 years of Christianity, early Christians. I mean, Jesus did this with his buddies. It celebrates the past. I also believe, like, my grandparents went to that table, right? They're no longer with me. They're with me in that moment, right? Then we're in the present. We are celebrating and recognizing the brokenness, and it sustains us. It's the food that sustains us in our faith, the bread and the wine, which is representation of Jesus. And then it's the future, right? My grandkids, who I've never met yet, and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids will come to this same table. It's, it's beautiful. Now, here at St. Andrew, we end the Monday Thursday service in a unique way, and we strip the altar, which means we take everything off. The first thing that happens is the pastors remove their stoles because Jesus is gone. Like, we live in that Thursday night, Friday, Saturday of darkness, of wonder of what is to come. And we walk out. We walk out with the Bible. We walk out with the bread. We walk out with the cup. We walk out with the cross. And the service ends in silence. Really? Yeah. So I just wanted to prep you for that. So I hope I didn't ruin any surprises. <laughs> what questions do you have about that? First off, I've done a ton of 
I just thought when you said the the line of the in remembrance, I did not know that was. That sounds really bad. Didn't know that was that's what that was about. Yeah, that's great. I've I, done it fine. so much. I've, I can see the the altar at my parents. Oh church, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like the words are inscribed on it, like mm-hmm. in the front. It's been there for like my entire life. I no clue that that's the story behind the Last that. Supper. Yeah. 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 But it's, um, it's a beautiful image. I just love the image, and I didn't go into it, and but he invited all of his friends, <laughs> not just the ones. Like, even the ones that he knew would betray him. And he shared the meal with all of them. So that's Monday, Thursday. So then you go into this. You said that service ends kind of, well, it ends on a very dark note. Not dark note, um, but. In a, in a somber reverent, like a, a place of reflection. So kind of how we talked about what are we supposed to do, you know, kicking off Lent, how we're supposed to feel. And how, how, what do you suggest? What am I supposed to take away and do for those next couple of 24 hours yeah yeah well i would say come back to good friday (laughs) for starters because i mean seriously get the fullness of the story right so come back for good friday where good friday observes the crucifixion of christ some people don't like to bring their family to this i was gonna say it sounds really heavy for kids it can be kids get faith better than we do sometimes um they don't question the things they know the things we um, grow up to learn worse, as I've heard before. <laughs> so, but you know your kid the best. All right. So I'm not about to say it's right for every kid. It may not be. I mean, there's some churches that like bang nails and hammers and like, I will say it is a somber service, but it is also a place where I always can find some hope for what is to come. This is the other thing. This is where, so we go from Palm Sunday, woohoo, we love me some Jesus, to crucify him on Friday. Mm. What gets me sometimes in the fullness when I read the scripture, I wonder if what part of mob mentality I would be a part of that day. If everybody was saying all of a sudden this guy that I thought was great maybe isn't, Mm. would I get in that? Would I be one of the ones shouting crucify him? I think sometimes we like judge that story because we know the end but i mean there are days i'm i might be that person right yeah and gosh mary when it comes to mary that like talking about i'm a mom of two boys to put myself in just a fraction of her she walked with him the whole way she did not she did not leave his side from the beating to death on a cross. She was there for every breath. And I can't even begin to fathom to imagine watching my child go through that. Even though she knew, like Mary, did she know? She knew, she knew. (laughs) She knew who he was, she knew who he was to become, but she was still a human. This past December, I went through some physical pain Nothing like dying on a cross. I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, right? But knowing that it was constant pain for over a month, God is surrounding me in that with hope and peace and kindness on days where I don't have any of that. God gives me that portion. Would you say like that Lent and the story in this in this time period is something that out of all, you know, the Bibles, the story of the Bibles, um, Gives you. I was wondering, like, what gives people this sense of 
it's okay or like not, it's okay but it's it's going to be okay it's going to be all right yeah. i think yes i mean i have the privilege of performing many many uh, memorial services here yeah and i love i love officiating funerals i always find joy in them yeah because again it's the fullness of the christian story and it's that Jesus conquered death. I use it when I talk to my kids, is Jesus is bigger than this problem. We can't even understand the mountain of faith that Jesus is. We can't get it because we're human and we don't have that. But when we reflect on the fullness of the story, I mean, we start from joy and celebration to this person to crucifying them on a cross. And so, yeah, the Good Friday service is, it's thick. It's yeah. thick of the spirit. Right. I wouldn't always say it's dark. It does remind us that there is darkness, but it also reminds us that Jesus is bigger than that. Now I'll say, we don't quite get there till Easter. Right. Right? So you still, like you leave Monday, Thursday with the stripping of the altar, but you also, before that happens, participated in Holy Communion, which is one of the sacraments of the church. And to me, this is the sacrament that sustains us, right? It's, it's, it's what keeps us going in our journey. So right before that stripping of the altar, you're given bread and wine, which represent Christ. So what's the intention of the Good Friday service? So kind of can you walk me through like how we walk in and out of that one? Um, I would say Good Friday is thick. I've said like it's spiritually deep. It is reminding us that we killed Jesus. We. We. Not you, not them. We. And for me and many others I've talked to, that Jesus knows our pain. That's what transformed my faith, is no matter what type of day I'm having, Jesus gets it. God gets it. God is fully human and fully divine. God gets humanity because God was human. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. Like God scraped his knee. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so I think that's what you leave with Good Friday. The Good Friday. Yeah. Then you said sometimes some other churches would have a, what you, it was a. Holy Saturday. But that's. So we call it Holy Saturday. It's that day of waiting. Some also do a vigil on Saturday night with like baptisms and stuff. We don't do that here, but you'll see that on Holy Saturday. And then Easter Sunday comes, and man, it is... party starts. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's that woohoo celebration again of the resurrection of Christ. It's an unbelievable story that we get to tell. Like, it makes no sense. (laughs) It makes no sense. But even when you walk the Holy Land, it's real. It's real. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it's real. And that celebration of Jesus returning and to return again is another thing that I just hold on to of there is hope in what is to come. Do you feel like every year that kind of like reinvigors your faith? Oh, a thousand. Like, now, again, sometimes it's Monday, Thursday. Sometimes it's Good uh, Friday. Sometimes yeah. it's Easter Sunday. Right. I think depending on where I was in my life. But that week. That week. Man, I won't miss it for anything. (laughs) I won't. I won't. I don't remember growing up doing 
all of them. Okay. I remember sitting in a Monday Thursday and like doing communion thinking, Jesus did this. Like, how cool is that? You know? Okay, you have time for one more question. <laughs> Just one. Okay. Yeah. I have so many questions, though. This one. About Holy Week. So I understand. I'm understanding way better the the emotional roller coaster that is Holy Week, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. I think I'm going to be interested in see how I experience it this year here at St. Andrew. I'm kind of curious going back to if you're advising someone. Like how do you? I guess the biggest suggestion you're probably going to say is just come experience it, right? Because yeah. how do you? I can't tell you about it well you know? enough than you than you living it. Yeah, like if I was if I was talking to someone else, as I'm trying to understand how to explain this, and I don't know if I can. I explain it by Easter Sunday is the last five minutes of a movie. Come watch the whole movie. That's a good. One. Come watch the whole movie. Experience it in a different way. Maybe you'll come to Monday Thursday and you're like, meh. That's fine. That I'm not saying it has to be this profound holy moment. Again, I'm telling you, each service is different to me each year. What I want you to do is experience the fullness of the story. Get the whole story, not the last five minutes. Yeah, I can see how that'd be scary. Not scary, but I do can see how it'd be intense. Yeah. I mean, you know, like. Hey, guess what? Do you know what else is intense? (laughs) And a roller coaster of emotions? Life. (laughs) So find ways to deal with it. Yeah. In ways that can connect you to scripture, that can connect you to your faith, that can bring you some reprieve in this roller coaster we have of life. Boom. Boom. Mic drop? Just... Okay. I don't know. Was it a mic drop? <laughs> I think it was. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. All right. We're going to wrap up. And next week, we're going to continue to ask questions of faith. Not exactly sure what Winston's going to throw at me. He might continue on some Lent Easter things. We might go down a roller coaster of, if we're Christians and we go to a funeral, (laughs) why are we sad? Yeah, he asked me that one one day in the hallway when I was on my way to the bathroom. Well, can't wait to see you next week. I hope that you found one thing that you can connect with this week to help build your daily faith life. If you'd like, you can join us on our Facebook community, Practical Faith, for weekly prayers, questions, and most weeks, a 10-minute devotion. I also invite you to check out St. Andrew's website, standrewmethodist.org. Connect with us through different podcasts online for worship or come join us. We're always here to connect your life to your faith.